0: Are we ready? Sure. Okay, let's do this thing.
1: Okay, everyone, places. This is the final scene, so let's make this one count. And action.
0: Hello and welcome to Popcorn. We're your guide to what's now playing in theaters and we give you a fan's review of those films. Today, we're going to be looking back at 2017, highlighting a few of our favorite and most hated films of the year.
1: But before we get started, allow us to introduce ourselves. I'm Tuesday, a connoisseur of horror and let's say film festival deep think movies. And with me, as always, Kaylee, our dedicated action sci fi blockbuster consumer. That's me. If it's a
0: superhero movie, I'm there willingly or not. <laughs>
1: It's been uh, quite a year.
0: It has been. I feel like this year, we're, we're heading into awards season here. Golden Globes are coming up at the beginning of January. Of course, we have the Oscars. This year of films, I don't feel like there's any huge major frontrunners. It's not like last year where we had La La Land and Moonlight, where it was like, these are clearly going to make it in. I feel like there's a bit of a toss-up. There could be some surprises.
1: Yeah, you, I mean, last year you knew what was going to sweep. Exactly. And this one, I there was, as much as it was easy for us to complain about, like, oh, another biopic or, oh, another, uh, you know, comic book movie, uh, there was also a lot of variation as well.
0: Yeah, I think this year actually did really good if you like the independent film tracks. Um, there was a wide variety to choose from. And I know one of your top picks is... One that I've fell in love with, and I really would love to see it make it in the award ceremonies, but I feel like it might get kind of buried, and uh, that's Wind River.
1: Absolutely. You know, before I even started reviewing in podcast format, how fancy are we now, uh, I could always tell my favorite movie of the year even minutes after it ended, and that's exactly how I felt about Wind River. Rarely have I been wrong. Rarely has something come up after I had decided what my favorite movie was. That's definitely what happened this year. Wind River was amazing for multitude of reasons. One, it's a great whodunit. Two, there's just amazing cinematography. The snowy white mountains and um, kind of how they portrayed the Indian reservation was absolutely fantastic. And the acting... And the work between the actors in it was so amazing. And it has that little political feel as well with the the concept of the dying of Indian reservations and, you know, what's mine is mine and yours is yours and you know, some are not welcome here and others are. So I and I can't say I've been shy about it. When River <laughs> has absolutely been my favorite. And it is it has that Sundancey feel, but by no means is it slow. Or can't be attractive to a common audience.
0: What I loved about this film and what really struck me is um, you know, it is talking about a subject that is just not really discussed in film, let alone even news. I mean, unless you follow uh, Indian news, Native American news, you're not going to be as aware of how big of an issue it is to see people go missing on the Indian reservation.
2: Over here, to see this one? See how the toes turned out? The front is much deeper than the back. That says she's running.
1: Come here,
2: I'll show you. She ran until she dropped here to the pool of blood where her face hit the snow. Now it gets 20 below here at night. So if you fill your lungs up with that cold air when you're running, you can freeze them up. Your lungs fill up with blood. You start coughing it up. So wherever she came from, She ran all the way here. Her lungs burst here. She curled up in that tree line and dried her own blood.
1: Well, how far do you think someone could run barefoot out here?
2: Oh, I don't know. How do you gauge someone's will to live, especially in these conditions? But I knew that girl. She's a fighter. So no matter how far you think she ran, I can guarantee you she ran further.
1: For once in a long time, the Native Americans were actually portrayed by Native Americans. And how nice is that? When we're so used to red face or even black face in... Yellow face, it, it, yeah, all those Yeah, in things. films. So, uh, you know, really stepping up their game and picking the right actors was amazing.
0: Yeah, and I think... It was great that they, like you said Tuesday, included many Native American actors, um, who, quite frankly, don't always get a lot of opportunity in film to, to let a, play the race, let alone at, uh, just opportunities in general. Um, but it is spearheaded the or the stars in the film are a couple of white people. We got Jeremy Renner as the lead, who's playing like the sheriff in the town, and Elizabeth Olson, who is the outside FBI agent who comes in, and. Going into this film, I was a little bit anxious to see how they were going to portray the story, because this really is a story about Native Americans, Native American women. And to not have them as the lead, I was like, how is this going to work? And yet somehow uh, they managed to pull it off in such a respectful way that I felt very good coming out of it.
1: Also on my top list was Get Out. And I think, again, it's because of the mixture. It was a comedy, uh, a drama, uh, a horror and even a thriller all in one. And maybe that's a trend I've found with myself this year. But it also had, again, the underlying concepts of being black in America, which is so timely and political.
2: Yo, my man, they were asking me about the African American experience. Maybe you could take this one. Oh. Well, well, I find that the African American experience for me has been, for the most part, very good. Although, I find it difficult to go into detail as I haven't had much desire to leave the house in a while.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We've become such homebodies.
2: Yes, yes, yes. But even when you go into the city, I've just had no interest. The chores have become my sanctuary.
1: If I remember correctly, you didn't see Get Out,
0: right? I haven't seen it yet. Even as we record this, I haven't seen it. I know I'm getting the hate mail right now. But um, it, I, I, have this weird aversion to horror films, and I, now I've been told multiple times that it's not a true horror film in in the veins of like It or Saw or something like that. So I do want to sit down and watch it, but I've only heard good things, um, and all the think pieces that have come out of that, the social and cultural commentary, has made me really interested in in seeing it, and. All this chatter—it makes me wonder, like, if this is going to be a contender for Best Picture. It wouldn't surprise me at all. And you know, to see a film like this, this type of genre, the horror thriller genre, how often does horror actually make Best Picture in the Oscars?
1: Because really, like, I just I don't necessarily see Mother being up there, and that's the only other one that could possibly, maybe, and it wouldn't be Best Picture.
0: No, no. I mean, just that film. That film is weird. Yeah, (laughs) It's so weird to the point where, like, it turns you off. And I think that was a problem for a lot of audiences and a lot of critics is that it's just, it's so out there, bizarre, and you feel like it's trying to say something and you're not quite sure what it's saying. Yeah, I don't even know if the film knows what it's saying.
1: Ironically, I actually really liked Mother. um, But then again, the producer of Mother, uh, Darren Aronofsky, he also directed Requiem for a Dream. And Requiem for a Dream has been one of my favorites and in my top 10 for a really long time. So while it was a little bit more uh, off the wall than even Rec Room for a Dream, I saw the underlying concepts, but I think for those going in wanting a scary movie, that's not what they got. So you had to go in with the right head for Mother, and it wasn't scary movie. It was much more underlying concepts that you had to get. So let's move on to your favorite Action movies! Action! Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun! alright what's your favorite, or top two, or top eight, or... <laughs>
0: um, I think it's probably obvious. Uh, top action movie. One of my top movies for the year is Wonder Woman. Not surprised.
2: This is no man's land, Diana. It's no man can cross it, all right? This battalion has been here for nearly a year, and they, they barely gained an inch. All right, because on the other side, there are a bunch of Germans pointing machine guns at every square inch of this place. This is not something you can cross. It's not possible. So what? So we do nothing? No, we do, we are doing something. We are. We just... We can't save everyone in this war. This is not what we came here to do. No, but it's what I'm going to do.
0: As if we can't get enough of hearing that Wonder Woman theme and hearing Gal Gadot kick some butt, there, there's some very specific reasons why this film is in my top pick. The writing was so strong. The, the thing is, when you're inundated with so many superhero movies like we have been for like the past 10 years or or more, it can get very tiresome. You You start to recognize the beats of a superhero film, you know, you get the origin story, they're they cast-offs, or they're from another planet, or maybe they're super rich, They whatever the case may be, and something tragic happens to them, or what have you, and they go on this self-discovery journey and learn how to control their powers and how to fight bad guys. In Wonder Woman, we're still following that same sort of skeleton, but... With her, she she is coming into the world as like a completely wide eyed innocent, even though when she finally comes out into the world and she is a full grown adult, she's still very much childlike. She she has so much hope and and wants to do what is right and righteous. And that is butting up against what the real world is, where it's like, well, you can't save every person. And she's kind of like, watch me. It was such an empowering film and there uh, there's so many think pieces on this but it was such an empowering film to finally see a female heroine portrayed on screen so well. Um now this is not the first female superhero supervillain film. There there was like Elektra some years ago and that was awful. Uh there was Catwoman which was very disappointing. <laughs> I mean, you can even think about Kill Bill in a way; it could kind of fit the this sort of Absolutely. action superhero genre. But those were all films um, directed, written by men, um, which is fine. But Patty Jenkins, who directed Wonder Woman, she knew what we ladies were looking for out of our superhero films. In um, that, that just attuneness to what every little girl has been wanting to see on screen and fulfilling that was just so gratifying and the effects were great. The music was great. I would like to see more of wonder woman and I hope that it stays at that caliber
1: and just, uh, it won't surprise you. That's also in my one of top two for action movies uh, this year. And it's, you know, it's easy for me to say all the above. It would be extremely hard for me anytime In the future, we know that Batman's been moved around to different characters and things like that, but I mean, Godot is now Wonder Woman. There's no one who's going to be able to top her in the next two years, five years, ten years. I just can't fathom someone being as amazing in that character as she was. Friendly reminder, she was pregnant. Through this film. So she was doing it and she was doing it pregnant. Yeah. And again, you know, action isn't necessarily my thing, but this had all the right aspects that I think a lot of the other superhero movies have been missing. And that includes having a very powerful female lead. And I think that's it has not been done to the caliber that it was done with Wonder Woman, with her, she well, while innocent, you also get idealistic tendencies of yeah, I'm gonna go prove you wrong, and that was really nice to see. One of my my second action movie. Yeah, I'm really curious. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. What? Yes. Why? Why? All right. Tell uh, me well, more. <laughs> it was kind of a toss up between both Wonder Woman and Guardians of the Galaxy. For Guardians of the Galaxy, I minus loving me some Groot. Uh, 'cause you know he 's my boy, um, it had the right amount of humor to get me through a lot of the action type sequences. It mixed up you know broken hurt people with action and some great jokes i mean th- that that set together with such different people and characters it's it 's bound to butt heads. And that's what I liked about it. Yeah.
0: Well, I think for me, I'm going to choose a different Marvel superhero, which is one I don't think you've seen yet. You really need to see Thor three. Okay. I am sticking by this film so hard. And let's be honest. Like there's so much Marvel. There's so many Marvel characters. And I think if for a long time, my favorite has been Iron Man. I just, I like the snark and I like the fun. Well, What we get with Thor 3 is like a whole new, really snarky, really just dry, hilarious humor. And you get this fantastic pairing between the most unlikely odd couple, Thor and then the Hulk.
2: We're the same, you and I. Just a couple of hot-headed fools. Yeah, same. Hulk like fire. Mm. Thor like water. Oh, kind of both like fire. But Hulk like raging fire. Thor
0: like smoldering fire. (laughs) And I'm like, these guys don't really hang out. Like, I wouldn't see them getting a cup of coffee together. And yet they're thrown in into this really, like, weird segment, I just want to call it. It's like they they took this idea of Thor 3, of a superhero movie, and then they threw it, like, the baseball up in the air and hit it way out in left field. Because it starts off, like, how you would think any sort of Thor movie would more or less and then um all of a sudden things just drastically change and they start getting really bizarre and really goofy and you have jeff goldblum as like this master ringleader of this planet where they have gladiatorial games and somehow the hulk has ended up there and has been fighting there for two years as champion and has been hulked out for two years mind you so um thor runs into him and it's like oh my gosh it's my work buddy i mean it's just the, the script seemed to have written itself um, but I think the other reason why I really liked it it was the director uh, Taika from New Zealand he also directed one of my favorite films last year which was Hunt for the Wilder People and he is just really just sharp with his writing and his storytelling um, even the visuals were just they were a little bit weird they were a little bit off it didn't want to necessarily fit in the usual superhero movie mold so that is one of my top picks for for the superhero action movie but I have one more action film I want to bring up
1: I do have an honorable mention as well
0: Ooh, okay you
1: first my honorable mention is Dunkirk all right for action slash war uh a bunch of tiny boats saving thousands of soldiers you know that's a good honorable mention for me it was heartfelt and I did enjoy it
0: Yes. That that film physically had me grabbing onto my seat the whole time. It made me really anxious watching it, but it was actually really good, so I can see why you picked that. Mine, what about you? Mine's a little bit more on the comedy side. American Made with uh, Tom Cruise, a, nice. a, a little movie that might have slipped past some of your radars out there, but this film... It was both serious and funny at the same time. And Tom Cruise plays this uh, pilot who turns into a kind of a, a lackey of the CIA going down, taking photos of drug cartels in Central Latin America. Then he starts hauling drugs, trying to con uh, both the CIA. Then he's trying to con the, the drug uh, warlords down there. And it's one of these films that it just kind of builds on itself and interweaves real life in
1: in one of these stories so it's like how can this be real and a real story that's what's amazing about it yeah
2: coffee mr seal you know my name very gringo who flies to central america every week taking pictures very low with your fancy plane <laughs> yeah i mean uh, uh those photos see i have a uh Aviation company here in South America. Yes, I see. I see, yes, sir. Or is it CIA? What? No, no, no. no. I'm just a businessman here. I'm a businessman. Imports, exports, cattle, horses. But now, now God above has blessed this great country with new riches, Mr. Seal. And you could help us. That's it. You know, the routes. You can get in and out of Estados Unidos with your fancy plane. What what kind of riches are we talking about here?
0: I know there's a lot of people out there who have very strong feelings about Tom Cruise, but I do enjoy his films. Um, Not everyone's stellar, but I felt like he was kind of back in his groove here as a pilot, which we all love him in Top Gun, right? So... um, playing a pilot role again and it's just he was so good at Let's that say role. Top
1: gun rebooted. Exactly. Yeah. Which it's going to be. Dun, 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 dun. Uh now, before we get to unpopular opinions slash dislikes, uh, I did want to say there's three that I'm sad that we haven't seen yet and are on my to watch list. That is Princess Sid, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. And Call Me By Your Name, what is still on your list for 2017?
0: Uh, well, obviously, i got to w- sit down and watch Get Out. Yes. Um, absolutely. Um, I do want to see Call Me By Your Name, but I've also been wanting to see um, Killing of the Sacred Deer. Mm. Uh looks like a really interesting th- psychological thriller, which... Uh, That's where I draw the line when it starts getting too scary. Yeah. (laughs) Then then Kaylee bows out.
1: Actually, I would love to know what your opinion is on killing the sacred deer. So I'm excited for you to see that. Okay, unpopular opinions Uh, slash dislikes. uh, I know, uh, I know. You first. Okay, okay. (laughs) So first unpopular opinion. I did not like Baby Driver. It really did nothing for me. And at least in my most inner circle of friends and colleagues, it was what they almost wanted other racing movies to be like, and they thought it was cute and fun and action-y, and I found myself bored through most of it, or like it had been done before. I'm just
0: going to throw it out there, my absolute worst film of the year, which you got to get out of. I don't remember how or why, but you are not with me at this screening, and you are lucky, um, but it was the King Arthur movie. Um, this film was, oh my gosh, it had Charlie Human in it, Jude Law, Astrid Burgess Frisbee, uh, David Beckham. Uh Eric Bana um there was a lot of big names in this film. It was so freaking bizarre. I'm not entirely sure what they were trying to do, but it felt like a mashup between like Game of Thrones and 300 and some Lord of the Rings and like this film did not know what it wanted to do and it was very much playing with various mythology stereotypes and archetypes. Like this this movie was almost not the King Arthur story at all. Like you, you would barely notice it. It's like if you gave the King Arthur story to an alien who didn't know how to read it and just looked at the pictures or something. It just fell flat on its face and there were some weird evil wizards going on that aren't actually in the original story. And like I said, they they just totally butchered the King Arthur story. And spent all their money on special effects that did not help it or save it at all. Um, I've seen some pretty bad like medieval fantasy films. This ranks at the top for one of the worst. Um, so, I I just kind of been wanting to delete it from my mind.
1: Also on my snooze fest list we have The Beguiled. And it really shouldn't have. It had a killer cast. Colin Farrell, Nicole Kidman, Kirsten Dunst, Elle Fanning. I mean, this should have kicked butt. And maybe it's because I went in and I really wanted it to be a thriller, and it wasn't. Instead, there was so much stirring and boiling of the pot, but then it never ran over. It never exploded. It never did anything. It was just, it. I was bored throughout most of it, which I know that um, that's common actually for our director of this in this genre, but for me it just laid flat. The same with personal shopper. I thought that it was extremely slow and uninteresting through most of it.
0: Mm. Well you see I, I gotta push back a little bit on the beguiled. It felt very much like I was back in like middle school or high school reading some sort of antebellum South novel. Um, and I felt like I was seeing that literally put on screen and it was very visually while it moved like molasses, let's be real, visually poetic in the fact that I really felt like it was like a book on screen. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. Um, I think I kind of left with some ambiguous feelings, but I didn't, I wouldn't put it on my ultimate hate list. Uh, Valerian in the city of a thousand planets though. You hated it?
1: No way! Really,
0: <sighs> it's it's gonna make my my hate list. Um, it just the main reason is that the two leads in there are awful. <laughs> they are so bad. It's Dane DeHaan and Cara Delevingne, and I don't know if it was that they just didn't have any chemistry on screen. I don't know if that they're just they're not good actors. But everything about them fell so horribly flat that it kind of ruined the film for me. The concept was cool. Uh, you know, The Luc Besson, I've liked some of his other stuff. I mean, The Fifth Element is like a cult classic. And amazing, yeah. And I mean, I remember you saying that this film, Valerian, might become a cult classic. I don't know. I'm going to bet no.
1: Yeah. And, and I, it, I think it was solely... The acting, because the storyline was magnificent, the visuals were outstanding, but really it took the two leads to destroy how amazing those two aspects could have been with two really amazing leads. It, it was like...
0: It was like giving... It almost felt in a way like the disaster artist where you had somebody who thought they were doing so well and that they are a consummate actor and they're great. And yet... They're so bad. That's what Valerian was. By the way, Disaster Artist, fantastic. Love that movie.
1: Oh, also on my short list. Still need to. (laughs) You you gotta see it. I want to be there when you watch it. Yes.
0: Well, that's it for our Love It, Hate It 2017 list. There are so many films this year that, for time reasons, we couldn't put it on there. But uh, we would love to hear from you guys and see what are your favorites, what movies did you hate,
1: do you agree with us, uh, or are we totally off the mark? And on top of that, what totally stunk?
0: Well, thanks so much for listening. Stay tuned. We got some more movie reviews coming your way. And 2018 is just around the corner and we
1: will have awards coverage. Yay! See you next year. Bye.